This message was recorded live at Life Church Lancashire, a contemporary Christian church in the north of England. Learn more at lifelanks.org. Awesome. Well, I'm loving our series at the minute, Devotions Journey. Uh, thank you for the honor, Jeff, and thank you everyone for that. Uh, too. And we're in our series, Devotions Journey. I've been on a few journeys recently. I, I spent four days in Norfolk, then I spent four days in the Czech Republic, then I spent four days in Scotland. And um, for me, that is an incredibly hard thing, not because I love my own bed and my own home comforts, which, which I do love, is because I am an awful packer. Um, maybe you are an amazing packer and you can pack one of those little wheelie suitcases for three and a half weeks around the world or like one of them backpacks or whatever it might be, and uh, you roll your T-shirt so tight and all that kind of thing. I'm rubbish at that, um, absolutely horrendous. And um, to be honest, there's only a few things that have changed over the years, and it's more the choice of things that I'm trying to fit in the bag. You know, from when you were a child, which action man should I take, to now, which kind of coffee should I take with me? Uh, from uh, back then, how many batteries do I need for my toys to how many charges and adapters do I need? Um, and may, maybe that's you, and maybe, maybe as, as you, when you go on journeys, you struggle to pack, maybe you find that easy. And this morning, we're going to think around the next part of the journey of Paul as we look at him on his missionary journey and what he is carrying, uh, because what we carry for the journey is so, so important, and that's the the, the theme of the message this morning, what we carry on this journey is so, so important in life and um, where God is leading us uh, and different areas. So before we kind of read in Acts 18, where we're up to with Paul, he's just been in Athens. This is the guy who hated Jesus, hated Christians, out to kill them, called Saul, now called Paul. And uh, he's just been touring around, preaching the good news, sharing with people, seeing God do all sorts of great things. Uh, he's just been in a place called Athens. Pete brought a great message on apologetics last week. Check the, check the podcast on that. And um, he's just been in that place, but he's been through some ups and downs. He's been through some lows and highs. And uh, maybe when you think about ups and downs, you, you, there's so many different stories in this room of, of, of things that are and amazing highs and really deep lows. Um, this guy has been through some of those, nearly beaten to death multiple times, uh, found himself, uh, we see later on in the story, shipwrecked and different things, not to spoil it. You can read ahead in the week. Um, and, uh, and all sorts of things going on in his life. And up to this point, some of those things have happened and some of them are still yet to come. But yet, then he's seen amazing things, amazing miracles. God do brilliant things that he couldn't have even imagined, maybe. Uh, and so we pick up the story here in Acts 18, um, so let's, let's, read, let's read a part of it, and then we'll continue to go through it. After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. Therefore, uh, sorry, there he met a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla because Claudius had ordered all Jews to leave Rome. That's the Roman emperor. Paul went to see them, and because he was a tent maker, as they were, he stayed and worked with them. Every Sabbath, he reasoned in the synagogue. So every, like, every time they gathered together, so like our version of a Sunday um, in, in that place, they gathered in the synagogue trying to persuade Jews and Greeks, which links to Pete's preach about his persuasion, communicating. So make sure you check the podcast on that. When Silas and Timothy came from Macedonia, Paul devoted himself exclusively to preaching and testifying to the Jews that Jesus was the Messiah. Let's just pause it there a second. 
So Paul's on this journey. He's landing Athens. But we see a, just a piece in here. He bumps into these amazing people who become great friends. Pursue and Aquila, who, again, spoiler alert, but they kind of do some really cool stuff for God with him. And, uh, but then what he ends up doing is like, he ends up making tents all week, and then he preaches on, on the weekend. And maybe for you, you think, oh, this guy Paul, it's kind of this rock star lifestyle. Yeah, he gets beaten up a few times. But, you know, it's just by the by. It's part of it. He's like this touring preacher. He's got the best new coat or whatever, all that kind of thing. <laughs> My coat's not new. Um, and and, and, and he's, do, he's, doing, he's doing his thing. And, but then actually what we see here is he has to do some other work to fund what he's doing, to make possible the communication of the gospel. He worked so he was able to bring that. And so this guy's been through a ton of different experiences, and now he's working in the week so he can then do this, what some might call ministry, and we talk about this in the life of the church, we're all called to ministry and sharing what God's up to in our lives and, and God doing th- something through our lives. But how does he stay so positive? How does he stay so driven? What is it that is driving him forward, even though all this stuff has happened? You know, people aren't throwing him any pity parties, thankfully. He's, he's not asking for pity parties to be organized every time he's beaten. He's kind of just like brushing it off and just going, I've got to get up, I've got to go again. Because there is something bigger on my life. There is something God is up to, these near-death experiences, rejections, whatever it might be. And I believe it's because Paul made decision about what he was carrying. Paul made decision that he was to carry certain things, but he was going to let Jesus carry the things that only Jesus can carry. You see, there are things in life that we end up carrying. Life happens to all of us. That happens, okay? We're not under any illusion or myth that we can, when we become a Christian, that life becomes rosy, okay? Actually, life happens to us, but there are things that we can choose to give to Jesus. See, Jesus doesn't take life away from us and the bad stuff, but he walks with us through the hard times, and then we can give him certain things from it, but he doesn't necessarily remove us from the situation very often. But what are the things that maybe we're carrying? Is it, you know, sometimes we end up picking stuff up and putting it in our bag. Hurt. That's, we should probably give that to Jesus. We should probably leave that with Jesus. Grudges. We should probably leave that with Jesus. Things like things, how we see other people because of what they've done to us. We should probably leave that with Jesus. This is getting quite heavy. <laughs> Need to go to the gym. Maybe whatever it is for you, whatever this brick represents, that we need to leave at the feet of Jesus, that we need to leave with him, that we need to leave at his feet, whether it's that anger, whether it's worry. You know, some of us struggle with our mental health in different ways, but we all have a choice on some level to leave our worry with God, and mental health challenges are another thing. But we have an opportunity to leave some of that worry with God. Leave that with Jesus, our anger, whatever it might be. And because what happens is if we don't leave the stuff with Jesus, we end up carrying it around. And that affects how we walk. I don't know if you ever tried to walk with a bag of bricks on your back. I don't know what you do on your Saturday. But I just had to go around to my neighbors and borrow some bricks and have a little wonder. I didn't go for a walk. But it's incredibly heavy. It weighs us down. And there are things that happen to us, but there are things then out of that are things that we can choose whether we're going to carry from that situation or not. 
And if we let those things weigh us down, everything from that point becomes tainted. Everything from that point becomes affected by not what has happened to us, but what we've let stay in us from what's happened to us. And what we see in this journey of Paul is that there are all these things that have happened to him, but he's letting Jesus carry that. He's saying, Jesus, I'm going to give you what those people did to me. I'm going to give you that hurt. I'm going to give you that anger. I'm going to give you that beating, whatever it might be, whatever's going on in our lives. We say, Jesus, you carry that. Because that's what Jesus has done for us. You see, when Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead, he took that stuff. He took our mistakes. We call that sin. He took that that are past, but he also takes these things. There are things that we can continually lay at the foot of the cross. We were created to carry something. And you see, the other, but, but not that. You see, the other thing we see sometimes in life is we end up carrying other people's stuff. Maybe that's your experience. You see, what I love about people like Priscilla and Aquila, they weren't people who were going to dump on Paul. It's like, Paul, you like this missionary, you like this preacher, you like this whatever they wanted to call him. Hey, will you like have all our junk? We have all our stuff. What we do is when we get home, when we're hanging out, we're just going to unload all that. And so you can carry that. There were people who were cheering each other on. There were people who were going, actually, no, we need to leave that stuff at Jesus. We need to leave that stuff with Jesus and let him carry that. Because actually, when we end up carrying the wrong things and we end up lifting the wrong things, that affects our heart, affects what goes on inside of us. I love what it says in Matthew 12, verse 34, in the ESV version, it says, out of the overflow or the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. When we carry the wrong things, what actually comes out of our lives then will come out of that, not out of what Jesus has done for us. What we carry will come out of us. And Jesus, like I said before, doesn't necessarily make life easier for us, but he does walk with us and let us pass that stuff on to him, give that stuff. And maybe this morning, before we talk about actually what are we called to carry, what has God created us to carry, what do we see in the life of Paul in the scripture, maybe for some of us, we need to let go of some stuff. We need to let go of some things that are in our bag that shouldn't be, some things that we're carrying that we need to give to Jesus. Because it says in 1 Peter 5 verse 7, Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. And so what I'd love to do for just a moment is we're going to play a video in just a moment. And I just love us, kind of, you thought the response was coming later. We're doing one now. I just love us for this moment to just to give that stuff to God. Before we even talk about, actually, what has God got for our lives? Not that kind of thing to carry and go. And we see in Paul's life, what do we need to lay at his feet? What do we need to let go of? What do we need to let God carry? Let's fix our eyes on the screen.
strength when we're running out of energy. Place your cares on his shoulders, the remedy. He'll give you strength that is needed for every task. I know he's on our side and that's everything. In the past, they just let us even through the dark. And anything we need, we can ask. Cause I know. So what, what is it we need to leave at the feet of Jesus? What is it that we need to give to him? What is it that we need to give back to him in that sense that we're trying to carry? But actually, it doesn't mean that we don't do anything. It doesn't mean that we like give Jesus everything and we just sit here and do nothing. It's actually when Jesus does a new thing in us out of the overflow of us, that's where we serve others from. But when we, if we serve others from, from, this in, from carrying this, then how we serve others is tainted by how we served others in the past and, and, and the things that have happened to us. And I love what Paul carries wherever he goes. And we see this in his story. When he gets to Corinth, he's carrying something of the light, love, and life of God. You see, he's carrying something upon his life. He's putting Jesus on display in his everyday. He's carrying something of God's light, love, and life into every dark space and dark place, to coin my friend Pete's phrase. This darkness is not a darkness represented necessarily by maybe what we think of Halloween or Star Wars Dark Side or anything like that. It's, it's actually the things that we see in the world around us that we just know are innately wrong. When we see homelessness, when we see abuse, when we see people hooked on drugs, when we see people that maybe by no fault of their own because circumstances have come in on them, because people have done stuff to them, and people that have made decisions, but then we see it beyond that in the world around us, we get to bring God's light, love, and life because Paul shows us that so well. He carries this light of God into dark places. 
I love what it says. This is Jesus talking to us in, in Matthew 5, 14. He says, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. We bring light to dark space and dark places. When we walk in, before we've even said anything, we're bringing something of the light, love, and life of God. We see it in Paul's story so much. When he gets to that place, he brings that light. You see, and maybe for some of us, we feel like, actually, I'm not good enough. I've got it wrong. How can I bring the light, love, and life of God into, into those spaces? Well, Paul writes to the Corinthian church, and when he writes them, he says, we are like all like broken vessels, broken pots, but God's light is in us, and it shines through the cracks. And that's not an excuse not to change, but it's an, it's an ability for God to begin a new thing inside of us, and through even our brokenness, God shines through. And he restores us even to a greater level, and we shine even brighter for him to bring his light, love, and life to every dark space and dark place. But what happens when he brings that light? Verse 6, but when they oppose Paul, uh, sorry, but, sorry, but when they opposed Paul and became abusive, he shook off his coat, sorry, clothes in protest and said to them, unusual that, um, uh, your blood will be on your own heads. I'm innocent of it. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. Then Paul left the synagogue, went next door to the house of Titus Justice, a worshipper of God, Crispus, the synagogue leader. That is a great name. Note that down if you can have a baby. <laughs> the synagogue leader and his entire household believed in the Lord, and many of the Corinthians heard Paul and believed and were baptized. See, there is a reaction to light. Paul gets a bad reaction. You know that, that moment, maybe when you're a child or a teenager and your parents come in or your carers or whoever it was, turn the light on, it's just like, it's, it's just the worst thing ever, isn't it? And, it? and that light in our eyes, and we can't even look at it or whatever it might be, or we see, or, or we're driving on a road and then someone's like full beam right at us. We can't look at it. There's something that gives us like a bad reaction. Where it's almost like that's happening here. Paul's turning the light on, he's bringing something in, and people are like, whoa. That's not cool. That's offensive to my eyes. That's offensive to me. So we're going to attack you. And, and that's what Paul finds. And actually in life, as we share God's light, love, and life, as that's what we bring to where we are. You see, because we carry it because of what God is doing in us. Some people won't like it. But then the encouragement is there are some that will. Some will receive that life from God. You know, I love that Crispus and his whole family came to know Jesus and then they were baptized. And then many others, it said, because one of the leaders got, got, came to know Jesus. And how amazing is that? That even although Paul was rejected from this space, God took him straight to another space where he saw some fruit because he was carrying that, that upon his life. He was carrying because of what God had done in him. And Paul writes to a group of Christians not far from Corinth in a place called Philippi. And he, and he writes this, and this is the message version. Carry the light-giving message into the night so I have good cause to be proud of you on the day that Christ returns. You see, we carry the light, love, and life of God just as Paul showed us. But then we also carry a light-giving message. I love, I love what it says here because God really encourages Paul to keep speaking this message. One night, the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. Do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent, for I am with you 
and no one is going to attack and harm you because I have many people in this city. He's saying there's a message to bring. There's something to share. We have something to say. We all carry a message. Whether we like it or not, we carry a message. Our life is a message and we are all preachers. And because maybe you thought preachers look like this. Maybe you thought people like Brian, I think, I think we've got some pictures somewhere. There he is. Uh, maybe people like him, maybe people like Christine Kane, maybe T.D. Jakes, maybe Stephen Furtick. Maybe some of those people you thought, they're preachers from around the world, you thought oh, they're preachers, or you think about some of the preachers you hear at Life Church. Uh, I tried to find some old pictures of them, but I struggled. Um, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, I had to get a photocopy and everything. Anyway, um, <laughs> joking, okay. But we are all called to bring a message. We are all called to be preachers. It's not just for a select few. How do I know this? Because Jesus even says it in one of the commissions that he gives before he leaves planet Earth as a human. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. In Mark 16, 15. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. But maybe some of us were like, I'm not a preacher. I, I, I'm, I'm not a preacher. I, that's not me. But we all have a message. There's a message that we're carrying. How do I know that? Because our story is our message. What God has done in our lives is our message. You see, the gospel, when it says go and preach the gospel to all creation, it is, the gospel is the good news. The good news of what Jesus has done for us and, and the good news that we get to live right and excellent lives for him. That good news is what we carry and our story is powerful and worth sharing. So many times I meet so many people who absolutely love Jesus, but they think the story's rubbish. Let me tell you today, if God's done anything in your life, it is worth sharing. Because sometimes we think the best stories are those where like, I was in a gang, I killed 15 people, went to prison. I don't know how this person actually got out of prison when I'm telling this story. It's because it's made up. You know, and then I was... You know, and, and then all this stuff happened, and, and, and then I came to Jesus, and now I do all that. And that is someone's story that I've just made up. That's not a real person's story. But some of us here may be a story that's like, it's like, wow. And we're like, oh, my story's just kind of like, you know, I, I had an encounter with God in my bedroom when I prayed for the first time. And I felt like God was there, and, and then I decided to give my life to him. That's powerful. And then what God's done in your life since then, because it's not just the moment of giving our lives to Jesus, it's what God is doing in us. You see, our stories, our story, and some people call that testimony, our story is a story of what God has done, what God is doing, and what God is going to do, because it paints a picture of what he can do. And sometimes, and maybe it's just me, I find myself in a rut where I'm like, oh, I, I, like God, can you come from that financial thing? God, can you come from that thing? And God's just like, look back at what I've done, and if, if we can multiply that stuff, then that's fine. Or just look back at what I've done, and I can do it again. Because God's in the business of multiplication as well, so it's like, it's not just a case of, I've done this, and I'll keep doing the same level of stuff in your life. Actually, God wants to do even more in our lives. And so actually, what God has done is a model for what he's going to do in the future in our lives. And so our life is a preach because out of the overflow of our life, the mouth speaks. Out of the overflow of our heart, the mouth speaks. And we think preachers are those people, but our lives can be preachers. 
And maybe that's hard for us to imagine. We think about our story, but another way of looking at it is this. Let me tell you about three people. First one is Tanya Rad. Some of you have probably never heard of her. She um, is the second presenter on the biggest breakfast show in America, um, Breakfast with Ryan Seacrest. I think it's called A Morning with Ryan Seacrest. Don't listen to it clearly. But I've, I've heard some of the stuff she says. And she is someone who is out and out living for God. And on the biggest breakfast show in America, she now has a voice to share about Jesus. And she's actually sharing about who God is and what God has done in her life through that morning breakfast show. She used to be the producer. She used to work on it. She used to serve behind the scenes and do that stuff. And then she saw an opportunity and realized, and when she tells her story, she talks about the fact that God showed her that her life is a message to be shared, and he was showing her a new platform to share it. So last time I checked, or maybe there is someone who works for Radio 1 in this room, but maybe, maybe there is, maybe there isn't, but it's not about whether we have a radio show. It's about the fact that God took her from the backgrounds to the foregrounds to share something. And so our environment, some, God shows us those things. And maybe there's other creative ways. A guy called Jerry Lorenzo, who's one of my heroes, can't even say his name, he's... He was in the fashion business. He was, he was working for all the big labels, doing different things, but very kind of um, working in the backgrounds of things. He really felt uh, that he should be creating something. He had an encounter with God. He totally gave his life to Jesus, and he realized something of the creativity God had put in him. So he created a brand called Fear of God. It's now one of the most popular brands in America um, to, in, in, high, in the high fashion world. Um, I know we're all into high fashion and get our monthly subscription of men's magazines and, you know, all that. Yeah, just me. Um, but he, something in his life, he realized my life is a preach, my life is a message, and I'm going to do it through fashion. I'm going to communicate something of the goodness of God and who God is. And then the third one, um, if anyone is actually on any level of music site, you'll know this has happened recently. Or, or streaming service, is this man Kanye West, or Kanye West, let's pronounce it properly. And maybe some of you are aware of his history and some of the things he said, and, and that is his past. But I've watched multiple interviews, I've heard multiple things, and I totally believe that he has had some level of encounter with God. God is doing something new in his life, and then he's just released an album called Jesus King, and he isn't mocking Jesus on it. And I've listened to it over and over again. And basically, the last song is like, get on your knees and respond, because Jesus is king. So whether you, you dislike Kanye's past, whatever you think about that, the fact is he's realized his life is a preach. He has a message to share, and he's got something to put out there to help people. Maybe the band can come and help me. See, the message we carry is forged within us by God through our journey with him as he continually transforms us, but he also empowers us. I love what it says in verse 10. It says, I am with you. Jesus doesn't let us down. The Holy Spirit is with us. The Holy Spirit is the one that empowers us to share that good news with people, to bring that to people's lives. And sometimes we don't always see the biggest results. Sometimes we get rejected by people. But if we're faithful in that, God will show us what he is doing in our faithfulness in those things. It doesn't guarantee results, but it does guarantee that we're having a goal and we will see something, we will see some results if we have a goal versus not having a goal. And, and also this, this story of Paul reminds us that not everyone is against us. I love what it says in verse, nine, uh, verse 10, sorry again, because I have many people in this city. 
that actually not everyone is against him. Some people are for him. There are people that are trying to help him and encourage him. And sometimes, maybe particularly in Britain, we have a mentality that everyone's against us and we're the underdog all the time. And, but actually, there are people that are for us. Hopefully, we are for each other in this room. Hopefully, we are with each other in this room. That, that, that together, we are united for the purpose of God. And then, I, I, love, I love what it says um, a, bit, a bit later, when it talks in, in verse 7 and 8 about Crispus and him coming to faith. Is that actually, that should encourage us not to give up. That when we're sharing this good news, when we're bringing this good news, when we're choosing not to be silent. God does a new thing. God does something in someone's life that we're not to give up because people respond to that faithfulness. And this message that we carry is not a job to do. It's something that's in us. It's what God has done in us. It's not a new rucksack to pick up. I've given that stuff to God and now pick up a new one that's heavier and you know, people might reject me a bit more or whatever. No, it's, it's something in us. It's not a new thing to carry like that. It's a new thing that comes from within us because there is a message of what God has done in our lives and a message that we carry. Jesus isn't giving us a list of jobs to do when he's incurring us in this. He's just saying, don't be silent. Let out what is in there. Let out the light, love and life into every dark space and dark place. And the final thought is this before we create some opportunity to respond is carrying is being carrying is being we carry a message but it's being carrying is that faithfulness it's carrying is allowing God to do a new thing in us carrying is becoming more like Jesus all these things it's not another thing to do but it's allowing Jesus to do a new thing in us and this is an amazing journey of devotion that we see Paul he isn't at Acts 18 point because God just did like that overnight he went to sleep and he walk up this amazing preacher person God's doing something in him God's on a journey with him as Paul journeys God's doing a new thing in him it says in verse 11 so Paul stayed in Corinth for a year and a half teaching them the word of God see when God is doing a new thing in us it actually creates a new level of faithfulness in us it creates something in us that goes actually I'm going to stick at this because God's in it with me. I've got a message to bring. I've got light, love, and life to bring to every dark space and dark place. And when we understand that carrying is being, we see the world differently. We see every day differently. We see the opportunities we have with people. We see what God can do rather than what we think he might not do. You see, we all have busy lives, but I love that Paul's example in this is, he was busy working doing this tent-making thing but yet he still found the opportunity to go and share the good news. And maybe that's not what it looks like for us, but actually in our tent making, whatever that is, we're bringing that message. We're bringing the light, love and life of God. When we meet that person in the queue at the shop, when we're chatting to our friend, when we're with that family member, whatever it might be, we are carrying something of what God has done in us. But if our life is full of that stuff, then actually it squeezes God out a bit. And so that's why I wanted to do that. I start to give God that stuff so that we've got space to carry more of his light, love and life to everybody, everywhere, in every circumstance, in every place that we meet people. So it's not a job to do, but his light shines through us.
So what are we going to let God do in us? What are we going to let God do in us on this journey? What are we carrying on this journey of devotion as we journey closer to him, more devoted to him, more passionate about him? What are we going to let God do in us? Because that is the message. That is his light, love and life pouring out of us. Discover more about us at lifelanks.org and stay inspired by subscribing to the podcast via iTunes. Thanks for listening.